Extreme Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Fan Stream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. This is Kerry coming at you live. To all the ladies out there, y'all enjoy this. Fellas, it vibe out. Ladies, grab a drink. Enjoy. Welcome to Bottom Line Sports Talk, where we cover sports and more for the culture, by the culture, because we are the culture. Hosted by your favorite twin duo, those Jackson men, Gary and Carrie. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, where you can rate us, review, subscribe, follow, and most importantly, share. Yo, yo. We are, what's going on, man? Happy birthday. 34 in this thing. Yes, sir. 34. Happy in birthday. Thing. I'm in the best shape of my youth. One of them classic bars from Dom Kennedy. But uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to welcome everybody to Bottom Line Sports Talk, the number one sports podcast out there. Why? Because our mama said Mama said so. You know what I'm saying? I am Gary. I am Kerry. We are here. We do it for the culture. By the culture. Because we are the culture. You did. All right. And other than that, man, we want to go ahead and get everything kicked off. We got a jam-packed episode. First and foremost, want to say rest in peace to Jim Brown. Yeah, definitely rest in peace to Jim Brown, man. Happy, happy. And I want to say happy birthday to Maxwell, too. Today is birthday. Maxwell who? The singer. No. I thought you were talking about Maxwell Jacob Friedman from wrestling, from AEW. Oh, bro, you know I don't watch it. I didn't say you did. I just thought you had a random birthday at first. <laughs> yeah, yes. We want to we say RIP to Jim Brown. Right. Honestly, top two, top three, top four, top five. Right, yeah. To ever play the game. Probably the number one running back of all time. Honestly. Right. That man made, made, his, made his impact. Made his impact during uh, on and off the field. Yeah, yeah. The impact off the field was tremendous. The impact on the field. It's crazy. Yeah, second to none. Maybe that's why Garnet is a Cleveland fan. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yes, yes, thank you, mother. Thank you, mother. I just want y'all to know I am back home, so she's in the other room saying that. I <laughs> it. She's doing it on her own. No coercion. But I appreciate it, though, nonetheless. Let's go ahead and give a recap, man. Last week was our birthday, last Tuesday. Yeah, man. And last Tuesday was... It was epic. It was, it wasn't like all turned up, but it was epic though. You know. Yeah, a lot of drinking, a <laughs> lot of drinking, and a lot of more drinking, and a lot of a lot of love that was shown. Yeah, a lot of love. Yeah. Of Big love. Sh- hey, shout out to everybody that said happy birthday to us, man. We appreciate you. Oh, even God. the one, even the ones that may have forgot our birthdays. It's, it's all good. Uh, sure. No, I'm just playing. Yeah, even them, even them. You right. You right. You right. Uh, shout out to everybody from the phone calls, the Facebook messages. You didn't see the Facebook messages, but I said thank you for the both of us. <laughs> yeah, appreciate you. Yeah. And in uh, all other platforms, man, thank y'all for remembering all that good stuff. And we we ended the week with going to a concert, one of our favorite artists. We went to go see a guy by the name of Larry June from the Bay Area and loved the concert, loved his performance, loved the intro act. Everything. Huh? Yeah, I said he had everything during that concert. Yeah, including everything, weed. including weed. It was so much weed in the room. It was so much weed in the room. Beautiful venue, space out venue. So much weed in the room that my voice was hurting, like I was yelling. I think your voice was hurting. Right. Two that we met, their voices were hurting. By the way, uh, fingers down, thumbs down to anybody. Uh, you that know went to, the, that went to that that went to that university. Yeah, yeah. Thumbs down <laughs> to anybody like that. But yeah, so we want to go ahead and get everything kicked off. Just want to give a recap of everything that was going on last week. We sorry we left y'all with a dope, without a dope podcast step two, but we back. We, we back. back. We back. All right, man. So let's go ahead and get it kicked off, right? So we got the mm-hmm. NBA playoffs in full effect. We have one team that was chosen, or I guess they won, but it gets on my nerves because it was against our team. Right. Nuggets are going to the finals. They pulled out the brooms and swept the Lakers away. Go ahead and give your analysis, good brother. Man, pretty pretty much, Jokic proved that he is the MV- he should have been the MVP of the league. 
he he has proven that he is the MVP of the playoffs uh, so far. And one thing I know, one thing, one thing that Denver does better than anybody that's that's been playing in the playoffs previous uh, this season or that's uh, that's still in the playoffs. Everybody moves great without the ball, and I I compared it. Denver's team to a if you, if you remember Richard Hamilton that used to play for the for the Detroit Pistons, the Denver Nuggets is a team full of Richard Hamiltons. All they do is just run around, get open, they screen, they cut. Somebody's always going to be open, and you have that you have that big man that put whenever he gets a defensive rebound, he pushes the pace, gives feeds the ball to the open man, he makes the right play. That, that, that's pretty much what it comes down to. Everybody on that team makes the right play. Uh, Jamal Murray has been playing out of his mind as well. It seems like everything he puts up goes in. Uh, and the one thing that we're not talking about is pretty much the reason they won last night was defense. So they, they made cru- they made crucial stops at crucial times. So yes, the Denver Nuggets won. Yes. Joker could have been the MVP. I honestly am not upset that Joel won. Honestly, it's a regular season award, and right. Joel not only like beat him during the regular season, he crushed him. Right, he crushed his spirit, if you will, because he dominated him. That may be right. the only person in the league actually able to dominate the Joker. So I'm not mad that he didn't win the award. Joel and B played better coming down the stretch any regular season. He did. In, terms of, in terms of the playoffs, the Joker has been one of the players that could be considered for the MVP. The other one is playing tonight in the, by the name of Jimmy Butler. Playoff Jimmy deserves that recognition that nobody wants to give him. But I, sir, am on that bandwagon, and I will forever be on there because these playoffs, rather than anything else, has proven that we don't talk about him enough, but we should. Right. That is the only player that, to me, embodies like the most embodies that Mamba mentality spirit. But we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. So the Lakers played great. The Lakers honestly overachieved this year. They did. After after the trade deadline, they overachieved. They they got the right people around LeBron, which is crazy because he don't like playing with young people, but they actually got a bunch of young people around him. And they had tremendous effect. Now, a couple didn't have any impact, right? But most of them did. So, yes, the Denver Nuggets won, but the Lakers kept it close. Shout out to Denver for doing what they're supposed to do. Um, boo to you, Bruce Brown, because if it wasn't for the Joker, you wouldn't be anything, and you probably wouldn't be a role player that was considered for anything. You probably be the he'll probably still be he'll probably still be with Brooklyn. Yeah, or you'll be the knife man on the bench if you was with them. Like if it wasn't for the Joker that make everybody better, minus Jamal Murray, who is that guy. You wouldn't be anything. So you are the benefit of being better because you're around arguably the best big man in NBA history. Yes, I'm saying it. I know everybody going to mention Kareem with the Scott Hook and Wilt and all that. But what this dude does and how he does it from the position, he needs to be considered as one of the best. And when it's all said and done, he probably will be. He probably will be, man. Um, And like I said, right now, Denver just – it, they just look like a team right now that, that nobody can nobody can stop them. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen the team in the West give them any kind of a fist. I haven't seen any team in the West just be like, "Hey, they found a formula." But I, they they have it going right now, man. They that this this streak that they have is just crazy. And I mean, as much as we're talking about the Lakers, I mean Denver just. They just overmatched the Lakers, and we we I thought yesterday that Bron LeBron was willing his team to to a victory, but Denver just ain't they they just won't go away. So I'm glad you brought that up. So let me go ahead and, and, and make this. You probably gonna be mad at me, and it's fine. LeBron played out of his mind, out of his freaking mind in the first half. He did. The second half, not so much. He finished with 40 or 38, one of them, right? 40. So he finished with 40. He scored 31 in the first half. That means you only put up nine points, and I get it. People are going to be like, well, what do you want from him? 
nobody else on his team was willing to do very much more than what they could have in AD or Austin Reeves. We right. know D'Lo hadn't done anything, right? Right. So when it comes to what could have been, LeBron honestly was waiting on a three-pointer at the three-point line. He wasn't being aggressive driving in. I get he was probably gassed. But in order to avoid, because I think he's only had two sweeps, including last night, right. on his record. So in order to avoid that, he all he had to do is keep being aggressive. And I get it's not all on him. But for me, he got 40. Should have got 46 and 47. But, and he got 21. He should have got 26 and 27. I mean, Austin Reeves got 20 or 21. He could have got some more. It wasn't very much help, but we all went in the last night, especially after the first half, saying, Oh, this LeBron game. I was expecting 50 just because mm-hmm. I played in the first. And to know that he only got nine points after, people gonna yeah. be like, Well, what all do you expect? I expect him to do what he did in the first half because AD right. obviously wasn't on the offensive side. Defensive side. Homeboy did his due diligence to me. Yeah, uh, I mean, at, at, at the end, right now, what we can say is he, he did get gassed. Um, and right now, you playing in that Denver altitude, and then you coming back to L.A., playing uh, playing there, it, 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 does, it, it has an effect on him. And then I think he did get – he got knocked around, got, got a couple of injuries, knick-knacking injuries, but – I mean, I, I was expecting him to go out too, but I mean, it just. And look, Denver had a game plan. They knew he was going to drive in the second half. Hey, let somebody else beat us. Nobody else, nobody else beat the nobody in the, with the Lakers beat them. They they cut the lead. They they extended it, but at the same time, Denver got the the stops that they needed. And the Joker, that that last bucket, it, 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 he was just playing bully ball. That's all it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this for the Joker right here. Love all my white people. Yeah, love them. <laughs> it's only a few. <laughs> so we have Boston and we have Miami. Miami is up 3-0. Boston looks like just a terrible, terrible time. They don't know what they're doing. They've unraveled. They come unglued, unhinged, whatever you want to call it. And then also you got to give credit to Miami and Jimmy Butler leading them. And them having that undying belief, like they went from being a, one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the regular season yeah. to one of the best in, in the postseason. And then you got Jimmy, who can do it in a plethora of ways, but Jimmy does it, like I said earlier, in the mama mentality way. I'll go get you 50 the hard way going to get get them by twos. Going right. to keep driving in, being a six seven person, but then not caring who it is on the other end, which is why – I look forward to them being in the finals, one. But then, two, I'm rooting for Miami, and I honestly think that they have a shot to win. I really do. And you're not wrong. I mean, you, you're not wrong. Uh, Jimmy has been playing excellent ball. He got that Miami team moving at, 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 a, at, a, at a great pace right now. A rock star? No, I do not. Jimmy is a rock star. He listens to country music. I like that, yeah, yeah. Well, I like <laughs> nah, nah, Jim, Jimmy has been playing like a rock star, a superstar. Man, what 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 more can we say about him? Um I think he's going to the finals, but again, the first three quarters, his teammates, they do what they do. In the fourth, in the fourth quarter, if it gets close, just like he said, it's pretty much we do the offense thing or whatever, then y'all give me the ball, I create, I score, get some stops, go back down there and do the same thing. Yeah, and I feel like it's it's so simple to try to stop them, and it's not all these layers. Because I'm pre basically I'm I'm what we're doing for you guys. We preview in the finals, right? It's no doubt that Miami's gonna go to the finals. Is whether it's gonna be a sweep, which is which means you win four games in a row, or if it's right. gonna be a gentleman sweep, meaning that Boston wins one and it takes Miami to game five to go ahead and win win that four right. game. But we're we're predicting that Miami and Denver are going to be in the finals, and for Denver, it's not complicated, but it is in the, in the sense of they have layers to their offense because of the Joker being such right. a passer. With Miami, it's not really complicated. Right, it's, it's almost a smaller version of bully ball, if you will. And the thing that I'm most interested in, I get that Bam out of Bio might not be as big as the Joker, 
but I feel like he is as as, as athletic as AD. Yeah, as Davis. I, I, I can I can see that uh, from both points. Um, Bam, the the thing that's going to propel Miami to beat Boston, uh, beat Denver, they have to win the boards. They have to win the boards. And if you notice anything about Denver, whenever shots get put up, at least three or four people attacking the basket. Yoke is going to the goal. Aaron Gordon going to the goal. Mike Porter Jr. going to the goal. So, yeah, I, mean, that, that, it, I, I think it's going to be interesting. We'll be able to break it down for sure once we do a little bit more deep dive as, as to what to expect in the finals. But for right. me, and I told you this, I shared this with you. I shared this with some other people. To me, things line up as far as luck goes for you mm-hmm. to get to a championship with the with with the Kansas City Chiefs. Seems like everything always lines up. Yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes willing the team, but that defense that has never looked good always seems to come up with a big play, right? Right. Um, he got hurt playing against the he got hurt playing against, I don't know if it was the Bengals or somebody else in his ankle or whatever, and it was tweaky and he had to sit up there and go play the next game, and it just so happens that he didn't have to do very much. No, Checo showed out and things like that. It it just happened to be so much to where luck plays a big part into it. So, like for instance, the Cincinnati Bengals were literally supposed to go to Super Bowl this year. They're supposed to win against Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. What happens? Patrick Mahomes goes out of bounds, and he's hit by a Cincinnati Bengals. Right. And that gave the 15 yards for them to go ahead. And kick field goal. Field goal to end the game. Like luck plays a factor in this. So for Miami, luck happened. Giannis was out two games. That gave them the edge. Then they played against New York. I don't know if anybody thought Miami wouldn't beat New York, but I never thought New York had a chance. And then Boston unraveled. But the real luck for Miami was they didn't have to go against Philadelphia because they unraveled too. Mm -hmm. And I agree. When you look at all of that, to me. It just lines up for it's destined for, in my opinion, Miami to win, even though Denver looks on paper to be the better team. Right. Even to me, they're not because the way Miami been playing, they tough. Um, I, I wrote it down on our run sheet. Heat culture is a real thing. Tough, I agree. Unselfish. Uh, no name players in a sense. They didn't have player names until LeBron, D Wade. And Chris Bosch came down there in the season. Yep. Even when Shaq came, like they they right now, since what 2016, 17, Miami has been a cast of no names. And then on top of that, they only had three. I I, I believe I saw something uh on ESPN. They only had three head coaches yes. um that coached since 1995. They're the, they, Pittsburgh, they, they're the Pittsburgh Steelers of the NBA. They they like Gonzaga. Well, I would say Gonzaga uh Gonzaga Bulldogs, but they, I mean, they you the, get the point. They the Pittsburgh Steelers of the NBA. Pittsburgh yeah. only had three or four coaches in their whole entire history. That's crazy. So they are the Pittsburgh Steelers of the NBA. And he mm-hmm. culture exists. I remember when everybody was calling for Eric Spoelstra's head, including LeBron James, and Pat Riley was like, "No, nah, that's my guy." No, and you, hey, hey, you ain't gonna be here too much longer, right? And he's still there, right? And he's still making mm-hmm. the impact. Even Jimmy and Jimmy and Jimmy and Eric got into it, right? And right. you know, oh, what's going on? Jimmy did this and the third man. Look, Philip Minnesota screwed up. Chicago screwed up. Really, seventy six is definitely screwed up. It was yeah, everybody that, screwed up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a clip that I saw after they had beat after they had beat them. Jimmy had said, "You gonna pick Tobias, Tobias Harris." You're going to take Tobias over me, and that's when he had took their heart. So it, it's that. I think heat culture exists. I think you may see a bit of a, a bit of an explosion from Boston, but I told you and I tell you every game, as long as it's close, Miami going to win. Right. And, and, and I say that for Denver, too. We couldn't – the Lakers couldn't close out like they're supposed to, right, in right. terms of, like, you know, finishing the game. Miami closed out in close games. If the games are close – I'm yep. putting my money on Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy ain't failed. He ain't failed. He ain't failed yet. He ain't failed yet. So I'm putting my money on Jimmy. Yeah. So you want to tell the people what the flag on the play is? Where I get everything queued up? Oh yeah. So pretty much flag on the play is when we see players, if we see coaches, 
just out here just saying the crazy stuff, doing crazy stuff, not showing up when when the when the game is online, making excuses. And it's our job. I feel like it's our job to call these players out, call these coaches out. When it when it, when everything goes wrong, if they do something crazy, it's our job. So it, I believe it's our job as consumer of the sports industry to call out all these. Yeah, to call out all these people for making some crazy statements, to doing some crazy stuff. Clutches, pearls, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. I, I didn't know you had that in you. you yeah, you, man. You were practicing. You were practicing. Hey, well, well, look, one year older, man, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and cue it up. You want to do yours first? You want me to do mine first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me go and do mine first. All right, here it goes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to give the flag on the play, and I hate to give it to him. I hate it. One more time. My flag on the play goes to not one, but two people. James Harden and Joel Embiid for stinking it up in game seven against the Boston Celtics and letting Jason Tatum go on a rampage, scoring 51 points. After the game was over with, Joel Embiid starts blaming his teammates. We need other players to step up. Guess who Guess who had the most points in game seven for the Philadelphia 76ers? Who had the most points? Tobias Harris. Guess me how much he had. Guess, ask me how much he had. How, many, how much he had? 17 points. We ain't call that man name out a lot, but at least he showed up. That's crazy. Even though it won a lot. Even though it won a lot. He showed up in game seven. So my flag on the play goes to James Harden for having a pathetic game seven as well. I think he only finished with, what, 11 points? It could have been better, man. You, 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 He keep doing it to himself, man. I keep defending him, but I can't defend him no more. So my flag on the play goes to James Harden and Joel Embiid. Kerry, <laughs> it, it makes my heart feel so good. It makes my heart feel good that you sat up there and called out your man. That's that's your man. You've been defending him for far too long. I'm glad you finally came over to the right side and, and, and really just understand why he ain't that guy, man. I'm just saying he ain't that guy. I think the first or second time in, in bottom line sports talk history, we got a similar flag on the play. My flag on the play goes to your boy, uh-huh. James Horton. For actually thinking that he's gonna get two hundred million dollars <laughs> when he decides to sign with whoever he's gonna sign with, no, Boy, gonna get two million, two hundred million dollars. You crazy? That's like me saying I'm about to get two hundred million dollars tomorrow for waking up. Boy, <laughs> you gonna get two hundred million dollars? You crazy? Boy, if you think you're gonna get two hundred million dollars, I must not be from Louisiana and have a thick accent when I need to have it. <laughs> boy, you gonna be smoking on that weed that we smelt in that Larry June concert. Yep. Boy, you must be the alcohol that is mixed in Long Island iced tea, Jagermeisters, and old fashions. Boy, you crazy if you think you're gonna get two hundred million dollars. My Good. flag on the play goes to you, your delusion, and whatever weed you are smoking or drugs you are doing. Also, in accordance. To him seeking his money, we had some coaches that were fired. Right. I bring this up because notably, Doc Rivers was fired, and I'm not sure if you think that he should have been fired. I don't think so. I don't think he should have been fired either. But I knew. But but we both called it. We both called it. We both knew he was going to get fired. I hate that the firing took place this year rather than any other year because his players gave up on him. To me. So when it comes to him getting fired, it wasn't justified. It wasn't good. His rap is going to forever be bad, even though this one wasn't terrible because the other the, – the reason why his rap is so bad is because his record – He don't he, he don't finish. Yeah, he, he's, um, he has performance anxiety as a coach. So when he's up 3-1, he get nervous. Yep. You have literally three more games to close out and you haven't. This time it wasn't on him. It was on his players giving up, walking at, at, at half court, James Harden fumbling the ball, uh, flopping with his head like this, trying to get not, the ball. And let's not forget this. Game six. Game six, they should have closed it out. 
game six they gave it up. They they should have closed it out game six. So that uh, and look, Doc can only do so much, man. He he can only do so much. Game six, y'all. It, it's a chance for y'all to advance. Everybody should have been on a a game. James should have should have played way better. Joel should have played way better. Everybody should have played their part, but nobody nobody came to play. And y'all was at home, at home. Yeah, for for me, it's been a conspiracy. I forgot who floated this around. I heard it on the podcast like a while ago. But when it comes to what's going on with Philadelphia, notice this and pay attention to this. It's three components that always seem to have a factor going on in James Harden's career. Okay. James Harden is one, right? Of course, is him. Mm-hmm. Daryl Morey, that's a GM, that's two. And then yep. three, Mike D'Antoni plays a crucial part in his career. Right now, they say that Mike D'Antoni is a advisor for the New Orleans Pelicans. Right. And hasn't ruled out coaching again. I'm not sure if he's a candidate. I'm not sure if he's interviewed. I hadn't seen anything, but I didn't look too, too hard. All I know is this. When it comes down to everything, if Mike D'Antoni gets hired in Philadelphia, I said it back in the day, and I'm going to say it again. It was never a process. It was a hypothesis. (laughs) And that bad boy is conclusively wrong. Yep. Whenever it comes down to it, if he gets hired there, that is the end of Joel Embiid and the demise of the 76ers. I agree. So just watch out for that. We're going to watch out for it. And other news, we can get in this one real quick because this will be great. WNBA waivers. This topic came from uh, one of my PBL sisters, one of my kids, like I like to call them. Okay. It came about the WNBA waivers. And I know we discussed this briefly yesterday just on the phone, and we I brought it up to you because I was just yeah, yeah. So you you go ahead and explain. I'm sorry, I feel like I'm taking up too much. Go ahead and explain. Okay, yep. Yeah. So so pretty much uh, a, a lot of WNBA players have been um, a lot of WNBA players have been getting waived um, from from different teams. Uh, no, noticeably the uh, number one overall pick uh, in 2021. Uh, Charlie uh, Collier that played at UT, which is University of Texas. She got waived uh, from the Dallas Wings uh, uh, sometime last week. And I did some I did some digging and this may have been from injuries, um, but she only averaged two point nine points per game and only two and a half rebounds per game. So when I was thinking about it, the WNBA only has 12 teams. All right, every every season or every year, players that get drafted, they get drafted right after the women's NCAA tournament is over with. So at, as soon as the NCAA tournament is over with, I think those players may have a year, not, not a year, but maybe a week or so, a week or two until the WNBA draft comes around. So you have all these new players coming in and they're trying to vibe for a new position. And also you have younger players coming in. So you mix all of that. You mix youth. You mix um, players that, that don't have a lot with, that don't have a lot of experience, but based on their potential organizations are picking them over the, over the older players. And this is what you get. Uh, like I said, Charlie, when she was at UT, she was a bad girl, man. She she could she was number one overall for a reason. But again, like I said, if you ain't putting in, if you ain't the best player on that team, if you not the best player at your position, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for you to maintain a roster spot. Like I said, it's only twelve, it's only twelve teams up in there. They may do an expansion, then again, they may not. But at the end of the day, man, there's only there's only twelve teams, and there's only yeah. so many players. Yeah, and for me with with this when it when it was brought to my attention, and shout out to you, Kim, for bringing it up because I didn't even know honestly. Um, I, I yeah. said I was gonna try to watch the WNBA a little bit more. I know it's a lot of things going on right now. Trying to get into hockey, like myself, I'm trying to get into hockey. Oh so yeah, I'm paying attention to that. But with the WNBA season, it's what two and a half, three months, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, and the the way it falls is at the height of the NBA playoffs. Baseball is getting kicked off. Hockey is in full swing. 
it's so many things going on that it doesn't garner enough attention for itself not to mention just the the cachet of it isn't there as of yet for me what's right. gonna have to take place for them to get that cachet for them to get the 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 eyes on the prize if you will right 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 they need, they need a new influx of, of people coming in and yeah. what i mean by that they need beef they need beef what i mean by beef they need robbery they need disgust they need that trash talk they need that I can't stand you type of stuff. They need that type of thing to garner attention. And when is that going to come, you ask? When are you going to have those rivalries, those people that don't like each other, that, you know, Magic Isaiah, I'm sorry, Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas be? Larry, Larry and Michael Irvin? Yeah, not Michael Irvin. Uh, Julie, Lord have mercy, Magic Johnson. <laughs> Look, well, what am I talking about? Flat on the play on me. <laughs> Magic Johnson. I don't know why I said Mike Irvin, man. Magic Johnson. Magic and yeah, Magic and Larry. You know, certain certain things you remember. Uh, even you know, Michael used to make beef with everybody. But right. when, when are you gonna have that happen in the WNBA where you can have those names kind of soar above? Because we've already had Sue and Diana. I know we have Brittany. But I don't know if that's a name that's that's making us want to watch, right? Right. There's some players in there. Uh, Sabrina Inescu. Uh, ah, I'm a school. Yeah, you right. Inescu. Oh, okay, Inescu. Um, you have players like that, but it's it's not that cachet yet, right? Kevin right. Clark, Angel Reese. Them the two names when they come out, they they gonna create that beef, that trash talk. They also gonna transform the game, especially Kevin Clark, because they call her a Steph Curry like player. And where she shoots it from, she's extending the game. Right. So, until that happens, I don't. I, I'm not saying like the girls aren't competitive. I'm sorry, the women are competitive. I'm not saying that they don't have a good product. I'm saying for the masses to pay attention, it's got to be somebody that they can follow, and either they love or they hate, and then yeah. they know in between. And I that's agree. Recent, Caitlin Clark. To me. Yeah. So. To me, I thought we was gonna do a commercial break, but we don't have the commercial music. So. What we gonna do? You want to take uh, like a minute break and say yeah. we'll be back at seven thirty-three, seven thirty-four. Yep. All right. Well, we'll take a minute break. Um, I don't have no music for y'all to listen to, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll be right back. Listen to some silent music or the air conditioning bumping in y'all apartments or houses or whatever. <laughs> we'll be back. This is Carrie coming at you live to all the ladies out there. Y'all enjoy this. Fellas, it vibe out. Ladies, grab a drink. Enjoy. This is Carrie coming at you live to all the ladies out there. Y'all enjoy this. Fellas, it vibe out. Ladies, grab a drink. All right, we are back. I hope you enjoyed that music that played in your head and all that good stuff like that. So we just got a few more things before we close out because we want y'all to pay attention to this Boston Miami Heat game that's about to right. take. Yes, and, sir. Uh, and we also have the Dallas Stars playing as well. They're down 2-0. Um, 
contemplating on whether I should adopt them as my team. So we had that. Uh, oh, no. Hey, hey, it's hockey, baby. I don't, I don't know nothing about it. But I'm still going to wear other people's jerseys. Nice. Anyway, anyway, what we have next, uh, we just got a couple quick things, and we'll get to everybody's favorite segment. But uh, I want to go ahead and make sure we shout out the Washington Commies. I'm sorry, the yeah. Washington Commanders. Take it away. For not doing anything wrong this time. It was alleged that the Washington Commies, I mean, Commanders, <laughs> <laughs> the Washington Commanders actually, 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 actually did not do any tampering to get retired quarterback Andrew Luck, which mm -hmm. was in violation for the Indianapolis Colts. Because he retired and they had an agreement, the Indianapolis Colts still hold the rights to Andrew Luck. So if anybody were to talk to him or his representation, they would have needed to contact the Indianapolis Colts. It was alleged that the Washington Commanders did it. But they did not. Reports came back. It was an investigation. Indianapolis was wrong. Me personally, the conspiracy behind this is that the Indianapolis Colts wanted the heat taken off of them drafting Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from University of Florida. Florida. Right. So they made up this allegation and they put it on the worst team in the league who you have to believe could have done it with everything else that they've done. Also, the Washington Commies, I mean, Commanders, are still not sold, but it is in process. So mm -hmm. I'm waiting on that. It's involved with, again, the person who had the best second life ever. Magic Johnson is a part of the group that is buying right. the I believe Magic Johnson owns stake in the Lakers, in the Dodgers. Hell, he might own it in the, in the hockey team, too. Who knows? He might, he, might, he, might own, he might own a little piece of California. He might own a piece of California. Magic Johnson has had the best second life ever. I will find that episode so we can link it because I was not telling the story when I said it. He's had the, be the best second life ever. I had to be careful not to say that he had, is it, he had HIV, not AIDS. Yeah. Regardless, it was cured. And as far as I know, unless your name, Dr. Sebi, he, the, the Magic Johnson, when he got the cure. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, Oh, I know you. Uh, you had that announcement about the the Washington Commies. Oops, I mean the Washington Commanders. But uh, Aaron Rodgers twisted his ankle today during OTAs. Uh, he said it ain't nothing serious. We we gonna see. He with the New York Jets, so we gonna see what we gonna see what they have coming on. And I, I plan to do doing some research on uh, some OTAs to see which rookies or. Who who's been performing good during OTAs and who's who's slipping? So uh, I'm gonna do a little bit of research on it and get back with y'all and let y'all know what's going on. You you know who's slipping? Who is it? It's the quarterback with the last name Carr. His tires are slipping on the road. Let's not hope. Let's not hope so. No, we need him. Tires slipping on the road. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You ain't feel me. No. You want you want me to do my money shot or you want to do when uh when life comes at you fast? Uh let me do when life comes at you fast first. Go ahead and tell the people we don't have the music here. Okay. No, so 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 pretty much when life comes at you fast is when I always refer to it as when you're at the highest of the highs, and then you just come back falling down to earth. Just imagine you were you up there with you know on a on an airplane and you your parachute, you supposed to be parachuting down or whatever, and then Somehow the pair, somehow the parachute, you know, just one of the strings, the, the strings don't work. You just come crashing down to earth. That's, so that's when life comes at you fast, this goes to none other than John Morant and John Morant bank account. He lost $36 million for pulling it. Well, one for not making all NBA team. So that's one. He mixed it. He, he missed out on 36 more million dollars. He He's uh, missing out on his Nike deal. Since Nike cut ties with him, uh, he's becoming more worrisome and problemsome right now than I can recall by any other All Star. Uh, he he, and when he was in Murray State, you didn't hear nothing bad about him. Now he in the NBA, and he just he he taking two steps forward and eighty steps back. All, all for a gun, for whatever reason. So, 
my when life comes at fast goes to John Moran. He got he got to get his mind right. He need to talk. He need. I think he needs some therapy. He need to to speak to somebody. He don't need no yes men around him. Homie, stop. You you get in trouble. It ain't because nobody filmed you. It's because one, the first time you filmed yourself, the second time y'all bump or whatever in the in the car and your homeboy on IG Live. I think it was NBA Youngboy. Huh? I think it was NBA Youngboy. Yeah. He 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 listened to NBA Youngboy in the car and I I mean I have so I have so much things I can say right now, but I'm not gonna just keep it to myself. But me and you, we we have had the discussion. Uh, John, the only person you're hurting is yourself. And next thing you know, one more of these instances, this is strike two. One more, you gonna be out. He gonna be out. Mark my words, he got one more time, and he gonna be out. Yeah, and in reference to all of this, and I think we need to do a deep dive next week. We we just need yeah. to do a deep dive. I told you I had an idea for an episode. I think it's gonna be dope when we do it too. Yeah, so. I, I I believe so. I think next week we're going to do the episode. But in, in terms of John Morant, the thing that disturbs me about him is that he did the gun incident the first time in the strip club before going on the, on the plane to an away game. So you did the gun thing. You apologized, which I don't know whether it was sincere or not, but that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. You apologize, and people were like, hey, he made a mistake. He young. This I, I, I'm with that, right? Right. Now you did it a second time. And now you has nothing to do with this. People are saying he's troubled. He feels pressure. Maybe he's not himself. Maybe he's not being his true self, whatever it may be. The biggest problem that I have with John Morant is, one, let's just use common sense. So it's two things. One is using the common sense. But the biggest thing is this. It's that you did it the first time and it was caught because you was doing it on social media. Right. Now, the second time you turn around and maybe you didn't hold the phone, but maybe they need to be in an agreement with you and your homeboys. Nothing goes on social media when it's around me and you. We wouldn't know if it wasn't on social media. We wouldn't know. And, and, and look, and, and think about and, th- and think about this. Good point. His homeboy was recording, right? On his own IG Live. Recording on IG Live, right? Gun, I don't think he knew he had the gun, though. But for I, and he probably didn't. But for 115, 115 people watching, just think about that. One hundred fifteen people watching, everything is just burnt. It, it, you, 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 you the you the type of good discussion. Yeah, I mean it was on live, right? So for me, and this this is me, I guess coming to the defense of the homeboys because he already messed up once, and it was a big deal. I don't think his homeboy put it on live if he see him with the gun. Yeah. I feel like the gun was in the glove compartment and he pulled the gun out. He's like, oh, because you see it went off immediately after this. Yeah, yeah. So for me, this this falls on John. It falls on his daddy that like to be at every game and get into it with Shannon Short. It falls on everybody, man. It, it falls on Memphis, right? You can even blame the NBA to a degree because that's something serious. Gun violence, you know, guns in general. We see what it's doing out here in the in the world itself. And if you're not about that, which I mean, from a town of 3,000, and we seeing the videos of you doing tire jumps and all this stuff when you growing up, you, your daddy, know your family was about that life for you. Maybe your daddy was about that life when he was growing up, right? You about that life. So when it comes to all of that, for me, it's a lot going on with him, but also that's up to you, just like anybody else, to go seek attention and help from the correct sources. Right. And for his dad, and I don't know about his mom, but for his dad, who we always see, one has to wonder, what are you doing, sir? This right. is this is just as much your responsibility as it is he is. If everybody want to say he a kid, fine, call him a kid. But his daddy actually around. Yep. You know, like that. that's the biggest thing to me. So if your daddy around and supposed to be this big influx of influence, I don't right. need to see you on the court, on the sidelines, homie. I need to see you active in his life. And honestly, if you active in his life behind the scenes, I'm not going to see you. Right? Oh. That, that's my biggest point. Communication, so, man. But yeah. Yeah. So my 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 segment, one I came up with, yeah, it got a double meaning. It's a little bit perverted. But it's funny, too. So the money shot is that aha moment, that climax, that thing that just sticks in your memory or on your face. 
Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. So the money shot for this week is dedicated to the Boston Celtics. It is dedicated to the Boston Celtics, not only for Jason and Jalen's performance, but it's also dedicated to the head coach, Joe Mazzula. We were lied to by the organization. Bamboozle. And the owner, to be precise. We were lied saying he was going to be just as effective, if not more, than Ime Udoka. And honestly, when you look at things, was he effective or was the team just that talented? Because they showed the same signs that they did last year with Ime Udoka. The only difference is Ime Udoka ain't there no more. Ime Udoka was the one that got them to share the ball and not be two individual superstars isolated from the whole team. He got them to buy into playing defense and be team players, not individual players. Yes, Jason Tatum broke the playoff game seven record uh, of 50 points that Seth Curry just had did, and he broke it and, and, and scored 51 points. But what stuck out to me is he had to score 51 points. Last year, if you saw a performance like that, you know what would have happened? It would have been one of those things where somebody else was scoring just as much, and it right. would have been more of a blowout because that's what Ime Udoka was teaching them. And it, it goes back to this, too. Jason Tatum said this at the end of game six when he had an abysmal performance. Humbly, I'm the, one of the best players. I am the best player. Well, buddy, you're going up against one of the best players right now, and his name is Jimmy Butler. And right. boy, as him and his team shut you down. Joe Mazzula, I don't understand why you don't like to call timeouts. It baffles the hell out of me for the life of me. When your team is down and they look like they are just coming apart, call a timeout. Even if you don't say nothing in the huddle. Maybe he ain't got a speech prepared, Kerry. I don't know. I don't know, man. But when it comes to this implosion, it, it makes you think, should they have won game seven against Philly? Yeah. Well, this is abysmal performance. I honestly cannot say that Philly wouldn't have won at least one game. For crying out loud, they was I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I can't see it. I can't see it either. For crying out loud, they was at home and lost both of them. And I didn't think that Boston was going to win any in Miami anyway. Mm -hmm. So we have a sweep going on, and it doesn't look like the Lakers, who are older, and the core has not been together as long. This right. is six-plus years of the core. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tater being together. Robert Williams. Robert Williams. I forgot about him. Of course, he's hurt a lot of the times. But right. this core has been together, and I'll say it once. I've been saying it all year, especially since the playoffs. If it don't work now, blow it up. Just blow it up. Might they might have to blown up. Yeah, they might have to, man. And uh before we came back from break, I think they uh were saying that they have more turnovers than assists, they which which, which in the finals last year, it was the same thing. They they had a lot of turnovers in the finals, they had a lot of turnovers last year. This in this series, they got they have 24 turnovers to 21 assists that's crazy usually, usually when you see a team that keeps their core intact go to the finals they usually repeat and go back again because they know each other they all felt that pain they all gained that experience at the same time like the warriors right like miami mm -hmm. heat when it was Braun, d wade chris bosh you well, go to the finals and taste that you, you usually have a better time of getting back because your core is intact, no matter what opposition you face. Well, what, well, you know what this team, this Boston team, remind me of right now? What's that? The North Carolina Tar Heels. Mm. North Didn't Carolina Tar Heels. They didn't even make the tournament. They ain't even barely, they ain't even make the tournament. So, no, nah, good money shot. <laughs> good money shot. Yeah, yep. I just I just wanted to point that out. I'm not sure they're gonna keep Joe Mazzula. I'm not sure what they're gonna do with the team, but honestly, just blow it up. Ime Udoka. I was I was happy to see it and we predicted it too. Ime Udoka was the glue that held this team together. He was the one, and when you looked at his stature, you can see it. Hey, you want to test me? We can go out here right now and we right. locker room and bang with you real quick. 
I ain't here to play no games. I'm here to make you better. Exactly. Same intensity that Joe Missoula has. Not that you have to have it to be a good coach. It's just for this team. And we'll just say, for lack of a better word, these egos, you can't need that with this. And, and, and man, look, a lot of teams need coaches like Eme. Yep. And I mean, we saw it last year. Uh, that was his first year. Everybody, they they start gelling. Their defense was a lot better, which propelled them to get to where they are right now. That's, well, that's, that's what propelled the Lakers this year. Honestly, their defense. Yeah, the defense, defense. They they were top. They were top. They were top defensive team in the NBA. But now you you can't get no stops. You turn the ball over. And if you if you can't get no stops and turn the ball over, that's a recipe for disaster. And I don't care. This ain't just basketball. This is in general. This, this is in any sports. Turnovers and, and no defense, oh, it, that's a recipe for disaster. So what we're seeing right now from Boston is a disaster. Now, granted, they have had a good season. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But we, we expected them to do a lot more than what they're showing us right now in the East Conference Finals. Yeah, for this core, with them doing what they did last year, you know, putting on a pretty good show against the Warriors, you expected them to be back. You expected their only opposition to maybe be a Milwaukee. Um, they they beat 76ers, right? So you expected their only opposition to be Milwaukee. And Miami came through it and, and blew up all those plans, one. Right. But then, two, you would think that this would be a better series instead of, yeah. The brooms are coming out because right now Miami's up as we're recording right now. Well, what's the score? Uh, it was 18-15 when I looked at it, but I've been paying attention to you on the okay. stuff, so I hadn't looked at it. It's on commercials right now. But we just we just expected more, right? With, mm-hmm. with, with this coming down, an intriguing matchup could have been Boston versus Denver. Right. You know, the ultimate matchup for robbery's sake, for history's sake, would have been Lakers versus Boston. But right. we kind of, you know, we – well, I think I'm a realist. I don't know about you. Uh, I'm pretty sure you are, but you don't like to admit it out loud. Being <laughs> real, what I said, we knew the Lakers weren't going to win. We just didn't think they were going to get swept. Right. So it was that. But what, what, what everything comes down to is this. For me, that wheel outplays a lot. Right now, Miami's up 22-15 with three minutes and 56 seconds left in the yeah. first quarter. What, what, what everything comes down to for me is this. And this is why I'm, I'm I'm going for Miami, and I just want to see it happen. Will, skill, and just that dog toughness. Yeah, I just want to see Jimmy do it. He he ain't he ain't just no terrific three point shooter. He ain't the best dribbler. He ain't the best you know shot maker, if you will. But what you can't do, you cannot dog that man. Nope. You can and I just want I just want to see somebody win that. Like I, I feel like we're missing that as a culture. We need to I, see I a agree. Dog win. We need to see a no, dog I agree. Win. Uh before before we go, because we got just a couple minutes, we're not able to play our music picks, but next week we're gonna make it up to y'all. We're gonna we're gonna I think we're gonna do like maybe the last 20, 30 minutes of just whatever we've done. Maybe throw in some sleepers in there. That's your favorite word from back in the day. Oh, uh, I think we just need to do a, a pretty good segment of playing some music. So right. I think that's what we're going to do. It's going to be real dope. Okay. I want to get into, it's because we Lakers fans, what can potentially happen minus if LeBron doesn't retire. So I'm saying this clickbait. I know people are taking it serious. I think he is serious about one thing and one thing only, and that's playing with his son. So we're going to play, you know, devil's advocate. LeBron's not going to leave. He's going to be there. And we'll assume that they'll still keep AD. And we're thinking they're going to try to keep Austin Reeves, right? Right. For me, moves that are going on around the league that should happen. You mentioned Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics. Right. We both think it's time for him to move on, for him to get more shine, for him to be appreciated. Because it's more – more times than not, we always see the ball doesn't even go to him in crucial situations. Yep. He got to go. He literally has to go get the ball to he score. He literally has to go get the ball. And he's the second best – some can argue the best player on that team. Hey, I'll tell you one thing. He's been the most consistent player in the playoffs and for the Boston Celtics. He definitely has. So that's a move that can potentially take place. Also, Draymond Green. Honestly, people can think whatever they want to. For the Lakers, that would be perfect. Somebody mm-hmm. that can handle the ball, right. come up, get the offense set, plays defense a little bit more aggressively than even AD himself, and is that physical presence. 
if nothing else, you are constantly getting everything out of him on the defensive end. Don't really need much on offense. I know people are going to say you need scores, but if you're stopping people on defense, you ain't got to score as much either. Right. So that's a move that could possibly take place. And if that takes place, say bye-bye to the Warriors dynasty. I want to make sure, and I wish I would have said it, so I'm going to go ahead and blow the whistle on this too. Steve Kerr, thank God you finally came to your senses and said it out your mouth. What do you say? He said, without Draymond Green, this dynasty don't exist. I agree. And Draymond his flowers. Always. Shout out to you, Steve Kerr, and give you this whistle for flag on the play. Because low key. Low key, uh, I think I think the the one of the managers or uh, for the Golden State Warriors, I think they I, I can't think of his name right now, but I believe they may have parted ways. Mm. So if you bring in somebody else, they may say, "Hey, Draymond, the time here was good, but we moving in a different direction." And I think the thing that that did hurt Golden State that nobody is not talking about right now, the thing that hurt Golden State that probably if he were still there, they probably or possibly could have won that series. They traded away um, Wiseman. They traded away Wiseman to Detroit. I don't think that was a bad move. It just didn't seem like he was getting enough. Like the Warriors are teeter tottering the line, something we haven't seen before of linking your past with your pre- I'm sorry, with your future. So we got Steph, Draymond, Clay. You got Jordan Poole, Kaminga. You know, they trying to link the future with the past. And I don't know if Wiseman was getting it done for them in, in the way that they thought. That's why they parted ways. And 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 uh, Jonathan Kaminga didn't get a lot of burn either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that they, they, they're teeter-tottering their line, and I think that's what they're going to look to adjust this year. Uh, for me, I think you were talking about the general manager, Bill Myers. I mean, sorry, Bob Myers. Bob Myers. Yeah, they, they're still in, as far as I know, negotiations. They hadn't parted ways just yet, but okay. they hadn't came to an agreement just yet. That's exactly. honestly been the behind-the-scenes key figure into their, their dominance. He found a way to get that contract with yeah. going. He found yeah. a way to get Steph and Clay and Draymond to keep that core together. So without him... This dynasty may be over. So them are the two crucial parts, Bob Myers and Draymond Green. If one or both of them, this may be it, especially, honestly, Bob Myers. Right. You know? So, yeah, I just wanted to do that. We sucked up a little bit more time. We hate that we can't play music for y'all right now. But what we're going to do next week is kind of do something a little a little bit more special because we love yeah. music. You know, y'all love music, too. Uh, go ahead and tell the people why we do the music selection every week. Oh, man, we do the music selection because, one – we fan, we are fans of music, uh, definitely fans of, of hip hop, rap, R and B, whatever you want to call it. And we we just uh, we just love listening to music. Uh, me personally, whenever any NBA games are going on, college football, NFL games going on, I always have my headphones in, trying to find the uh, new artists. I, I call myself uh, the fake A and R because I'll be trying to find new artists to listen to. Uh, it's been tough a couple. I wish he'd tell y'all on social media so we can get our engagement up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we just love listening to music, good music, old music, new music, past, present. So I mean that that's our that's our thing that that, and we like to bring we like to bring it and give all the listeners, all the fans of Bottom Line Sports Talk something to listen to. So gotta yeah. love it. But with no further ado. My music picks for the week. The first one is Chris Brown featuring Jack Harlow. Called it's called Psychic. Uh, that is it, it's a good video, nice little vibe. And uh, oh well, I don't know if you want to call it old school. We just gonna call it a throwback. Uh, Robin Thicke, get her back, man. That that's uh that that's underrated right there. Uh, Robin was pouring his heart out for Pamela. Uh, I'm sorry, Paula Patton. Paula Patton, man. Paula Patton. Paula Patton. He was pouring his, his heart out to Paula Patton. So, yeah, that was my two. I'm going to blow another whistle on you. You tripping. <laughs> so, my two music picks of the week. One, BJ, the Chicago kid. I actually forgot about this one. This is a real smooth melody turning me up. Heard that this weekend. While I was getting it in on spades, your boy mm-hmm. got better. I'll be out there smoking with the right partner. I'll be killing that thing. Yeah, I'm 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 a um I'm a like spades intermediate player, so don't don't play with me. I'm a spades intermediate player. 
Shout out to Garner. Shout out to Rob. Shout out to Jade. Shout out to Big Rob. We did that thing. We did that thing. Well, and also uh, my second music pick is Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes featuring Uncle Teddy, Teddy Pendergrass. I miss you. Hey, good one. Hey. I like it. Yeah. So we got we got our two two music picks a piece for all yep. together. Go ahead and give them your two last time. Go ahead and get the two. Uh, uh, Chris Brown featuring Jack Harlow, Psychic, and Robin Thicke. Get her back. All right, and I got Harold Mev Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes featuring Uncle Teddy, Teddy Pendergrass, I Miss You, and BJ, the Chicago Kid, turning me up. Is yes, there? Man, that's, that's, that's what's up, right? So other than that, we appreciate y'all for tuning in with us. We actually got out of here in the hour, dog. We actually got out of here. All hour. right, good. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for thank you for everybody who watched it live, who listened to it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, those catching the replay, like, subscribe, share, rate us, rate us on Apple Podcasts give us and five. Spotify. Go ahead and give us five stars. Make sure you subscribe to the Fan Stream Sport the umbrella that we under the partnership that we got. We love everybody that we're doing this with. And uh, man, y'all keep y'all keep continuing to support us. We got some big things coming. I know we say that every time, but. I've been going through growth. So we got a lot yep. of things coming, and I ain't just saying it. But, yeah, we appreciate y'all. Once again, this Bottom Line Sports Talk, the number one sports podcast out there, because our mama said so. Thanks. Don't forget, this is Gary. And Gary. We do it for the culture. By the culture. Because we are the culture. You dig? Y'all take it easy. Peace. Thank you for listening to Bottom Line Sports Talk. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and don't forget to share. We'll see you next time.